So we're back, another quintessential mortgage podcast. It's been a while. I took a little bit of a break. Honestly, it wasn't a break. It wasn't a vacation. But obviously, everything that's gone on here in the last few months has been crazy. Um, It has affected, listen, it's affected everybody's life. It's affected the mortgage industry dramatically. And I think the last podcast I did, I was I was only touching on it, but but who was really to know what was going to come out of all this? And it has been a wild ride. Now, the end result's a good thing, um, and I think the end result's going to even get better, which is that, at least for my industry, we're going to see a very strong housing boom. We're going to see a refinance boom, without a doubt, because we're going to have low rates, and we're talking historic low rates, probably for the remainder of the year. Now, no one has a crystal ball and, and no one really knows, but there's no doubt that this this lockdown has is going to have caused serious financial issues for this country and, and a recession, if not worse. And bad economic data and a bad economy usually will translate into lower mortgage rates. So for the mortgage end of things, for the housing end of things, that's a good thing. And it's it's housing that's going to help restore this economy, frankly. It is going to be the housing that sparks the economy. As people start to go back to work, which obviously is, is completely needed, people need to have jobs before they can buy homes, but as people start to go back to work, the there's going to be a pent-up demand for homes, and you mix that simultaneously with historic low rates, and it's the perfect storm for, for the perfect recipe. It's real. Listen, it's going to be what's needed because not many things are good right now. But it has been a crazy few months. Um, I've remained busy the whole time, um, and most of us here at Quintessential have been extremely busy. We've had a lot of people that we were helping, a lot of people even before the crisis that were in con- in contract to buy a home, and then certainly other people that were right in the middle of that process or just getting started with contracts where it didn't end. Um, So we've still been very busy with that and we were busy with refinances as well. But what has gone on sort of in the weeds of the last few months has really wreaked some havoc and a lot of the general public doesn't really know what really happened in the last 30 or 60 days. Um, and it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic, uh, an interesting one and a little bit weird for everyone in my world and on this side of the desk, so to speak, we knew what problems we were dealing with. And these problems were resulting in uh, a difficult time in getting certain people loans, lower credit scores for one, a lot of programs disappearing and, and a myriad of problems. And yet the public knowledge of the mortgage industry was quite simple, which was, hey, I think rates are the lowest they've ever been in history. So you have clients that think rates are at 2%, and then you have loan officers that know we can't even get people loans at at any rate, and it made for some headaches. Now, the truth of the matter is we did always remain lending, but there were things that had some problems. Let's start and go over with the major issues that have been caused by this whole crisis. 
Firstly and, and foremost, and I think I touched on this last time, was the non-QM loans, non-qualified mortgage. The kind of loans where someone can buy a home and maybe not document their income traditionally, just bank statements or things like that. It was a very that was a part of the industry that was growing really nicely and, and a needed part of the industry. That's gone. That's that is completely on hold. Uh, across the board. It's not just us, just New York nationwide it's gone and that was one of the first things to go and and partly because you had a almost like a crash to the stock market or just a severe drop wall street was the investors in those non-qm loans and they bailed and they said listen we're not taking on this kind of risk right now and and i understand it so that's on hold and that's a piece of the industry that was the first to go and will without question be the last to come back unfortunately so it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see that, uh, maybe not even till 2021. Um, but it will come back because it's a needed part of the industry. And the truth of the matter is that it's a performing part of the industry. I know the, the common consensus is often that uh, these dangerous mortgages of uh, providing someone a mortgage with no income verification is how we got ourselves in trouble in the first place. And, and I would agree and disagree. It, high credit um, clients and people who put down a substantial down payment so that there's enough equity, those loans have always performed. They performed even during the subprime collapse and, and through today. So those are not dangerous loans. The dangerous loans were giving someone with a 580 credit score 100% financing on a three-family home that didn't have two cents to their name. And, and that was insane, and that's something that hopefully we'll never see again. But the other types of loans, uh, I think we are going to see them again, but again, maybe not until 2021. The next hardest hit was FHA, and, and frankly, all government-based loans. Now, let me sort of go with the backstory, which everyone out there has sort of heard, but this is really what has sparked maybe the biggest problem we've had in this industry, which was quite simple. When this started, there was an announcement, and this was sort of in between, um, not in between, but between HUD, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, making an announcement that's saying, hey, people we know out there need help with this shutdown. We're going to allow people to take the next three months off from making their mortgage payment. And it will not affect their credit and blah, blah, blah. That one announcement is what sparked every single problem that we've dealt with since that time. Because it was a completely poorly thought out plan. It didn't really understand how mortgages work. Again, this is how Washington works sometimes, unfortunately, because you have someone who doesn't necessarily understand the finances of mortgages, and they think it's very, whatever, uh, 1920s, where it's you got your big bank, and they loan you your money, and the, and the thought is, hey, the bank can deal without their 6% interest for three months. They'll be fine. It's not how it works. So how it really does work is you tell people that they can stop paying their mortgage and the services that are servicing the mortgage, they have to make the payment. Someone has to make the payment. The payment can't not be made because they don't own the loan. The bondholders own the loan. Um, own the loan. So 
it has caused a, you know, a real issue because you have the lending world knowing that they have a large percentage of people that they are going to have to front the money for and maybe pay it up outright. Will they ever get it back? And now you've got this issue where in any new loans that are written, the rule that's been announced is still in place. It still says that if you need help, if you need a break, you can take three months off um, from paying your mortgage. Now, let me start with the the number one basic. And, and if if people learn nothing else than this, then then you've going to then you're going to be far better off. If you can afford to pay your mortgage, pay your mortgage, not paying it, taking advantage of this quote unquote forbearance option is going to hurt you. It is going to eliminate your ability to, to borrow money and to get a mortgage for potentially years to come. And so they say, oh, it doesn't report to credit, but it's true and not true. They may not report the late to credit, but they report the fact that the mortgage is in forbearance to credit. So it's the same difference because it's the forbearance itself that makes banks look at your credit and say, hey, you're in forbearance, which means you're in trouble. The premise behind this, the, the entire premise behind being able to skip some payments wasn't opportunity. It wasn't, hey, everyone, take a little break, save a few dollars because everything else is, is going a little rough. It's, it's meant for those who lost their job who cannot afford to pay their mortgage and they have no alternative. And if you have no alternative, all right, don't pay your mortgage. You, 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 you've got to worry about your family first. That's the most important thing. But I would bet that, that 35, 40% of all forbearances were opportunistic. People saying, hey, I hear I can avoid paying my mortgage. I'd love to take a break for three months. And a lot of those people are going to get hurt, and a lot of them don't know they're going to get hurt yet. They still think everything's fine. They skip their mortgage payment. Uh, uh, they don't have any lates reported on their credit, at least. That's the anticipation. And they think that everything's happy-go-lucky, but it's not. When they go for a loan, they are going to see the difference. They are going to see the fact that the banks are saying, no, we can't lend you money because you have a forbearance. And it's, it's almost equivalent to having a foreclosure on your credit report where there's a time frame, there's a waiting period. You need to be out of that for a couple of years before you can go ahead and get a new loan. So we're going to be dealing with that problem for some time to come. And now, as I, I mentioned, this sort of sparked all the problems. This is where the problems originated from. So as I said, you've got the announcement where people think they can take out a mortgage and not not make their payment for the next two, three months, and who knows if it was going to be extended or not. Now, obviously, the premise behind that was certainly for existing mortgages. You've owned a home already. You lost your job. You have trouble paying it. Maybe you can take some time off. But because of the way things work and because of the way the rules are, the announcement was that people can take this break from their mortgages. There was no cutoff date announcement. So that meant that people getting loans last week, it, as far as the bank goes, if they're writing this loan, they're still saying to themselves, the second I close this loan, this person could go right into forbearance. And there's nothing you can do about it. And now what are the banks going to do 
if that's the case, they're on the hook for paying the mortgage. So what does that mean, obviously? It's, it's a financial disaster. We are going to see banks go out of business. We are going to see servicers shut down. Um, we've already seen some of it, and it's only going to get worse as this shakes out because not, not everyone has the financial wherewithal to withstand this kind of hit that was, that was being presented. Now, it's not official yet, but the word is that the announcement will come that this forbearance program will end on June 1st. And that just the anticipation of that has caused a lot of relief in this industry and has caused a lot of the um, tougher rules and the overlays that went into place to sort of get pulled back on. And so we're starting to see some relief. Um, and once that announcement is 100% in place, we're going to start to see sort of maybe a full full relief and maybe a full swing back to the way things were. In which case, which is what I started with, we're going to be left with a tremendous opportunity. Now, it still baffles my mind how there are people out there, and, and I have a client right now that I'm helping um, in this situation, but it still baffles my mind that someone over the last decade didn't refinance while having a mortgage. And and you're talking about people that have rates from 2007, 2008, maybe even 2012 and 13, and they're at 5% and 6%. And you're scratching your head and you're saying, where have you been? Rates have been lower than that for for the better part of the last 10 years, frankly. Um, I say this because we're going to get a second opportunity that, I mean, we're sort of here now and, and the opportunity has been around actually for the last, say, year as rates started to climb back, climb back down or drop back down. Um, but not to the extent that we're going to start seeing right now and, and potentially we'll see for the remainder of the year. So my point is this, I don't know who on earth is going to sit on the sidelines and avoid this opportunity, but if you do, I don't know what to tell you at this point, then you like wasting money. Speak to a, well, speak to a mortgage professional, speak to me and let me explain it because these common misconceptions that people have are so frustrating as to why they think it's not worth refinancing. They look at the cost and say, oh no, it's too expensive. Or, well, I understand the rates are much lower, but I don't wanna have to start over at a 30-year fixed loan, which is not true. You do not have to start over a 30-year. Frankly, we can custom tailor a loan to any term you want. I could close a loan now at 23 and a half years if that's what you want. We'll talk about what I recommend, but if that's what you want, that's what you can get. So it would be a real shame for anyone who has a mortgage to not take the time to evaluate it. And, and listen, maybe I sound like a broken record because that's probably the one thing that I say really more than anything else to, to people is evaluate your mortgage, see if there's an opportunity. And if there is one, take the opportunity you're going to save you and your family potentially hundreds of months, thousands 
of dollars of month and and how do you not take that advantage understand what's involved in it but my goodness take the advantage because listen there's plenty of disadvantages going on now and it's it's going to be a rough road for a while and when will the economy open fully back up and and will how long will it take for things to ever be the same will they ever be the same i think they will be down the road but we've got a while we've got a while before people are comfortable to go to a movie theater or to go to a uh, even a restaurant, certainly movie theaters, concerts, things like that are going to be areas that suffer for a long time. Um, maybe not even until there's some potential vaccine, which which unfortunately many don't realize may never come. But at least we are on the mend right now. We see things starting to open up. And from my desk, I see the mortgage industry starting to open up. And so it's a great place to be because it was not, in many ways, it was not a fun few months. We saw so many changes. And, and obviously, I've been fortunate, frankly, because being in the financial industry, I've been able to continue to come to work every day. And so while well, some may find that unfortunate, but I find it fortunate, I would go nuts at home. But we were not able to maintain a full staff at work. We had people working from home. Um, but for me, I've been able to continue to come to work and yes, just deal with all this mortgage craziness that, that there's just no way around. But we're starting to see it get better and I really want everyone to take the opportunities now. And listen, there are people I speak to right now where I say, hey, not yet, because as I'm talking about things getting better, we're not fully better yet. If you have a low credit score, it's still not the greatest time for you to get a mortgage. That's just the facts of life. Um, because that's the higher risk loans, and those are the loans that banks are shying away from. Those are the ones they think are more likely to be people who do go into forbearance because they can't pay their mortgage. So um, there is still some things that need to get uh, fixed, revamped, or restored, everything to sort of bring it back to the way it was. But we are headed in the right direction. Uh, life is coming back to normal or as normal as it's going to be for a while. And that's an exciting time. I, I'm looking forward to, to working through the mortgage industry and this whole housing industry in the next year. I think it's going to be a tremendous remaining 2020 for us and everyone in our industry and Nesson, listen we lost some people in this industry over the last few months there have been some companies that had to shut their doors that couldn't really withstand it didn't have the capital withstand it um but from this point forward we're going to see good things and uh, certainly here at quintessential mortgage we are very ready to handle the volume We've actually been hiring at a time when other people are letting people go. We're hiring people because we know the volume that's coming. And we want to make sure that we can maintain the customer service level that our clients expect. Because, listen, things can slow down a little bit. We've experienced it. There's nothing you can do about it to some extent. But we are taking proactive measures to make sure that our clients have the best experience. And now we're going to be able to offer them again every product that we had available in the past we're going to see rates in insane levels we listen we have loan programs right now at 30-year fixed rates in the twos it's this is an opportunity that everyone must 
evaluate. It's going to be a great opportunity to buy a home, maybe to invest in investment properties. There's going to be some deals out there. There's going to be some eager sellers that uh, have been sitting on the sidelines because there's been not been very many nibbles lately. So I think everyone should pay attention, take advantage of that, contact me or contact a mortgage professional, evaluate your financial situation, and from there, let's see what happens and let's see if we can do something for you and save you money. And if it's not the right time, we'll tell you. But either way, it's something that has to be done. It's been a rocky road. I don't know what to say other than, than I hope that everyone out there is, is safe. Um, take the necessary precautions. I'm not going to go into a whole conversation on the on this virus itself i think a lot of it is overblown to some degree um but sure it is something that's dangerous it is something that we want to avoid we want to try and keep especially our most vulnerable safer so we're going to be taking precautions for a while but life is going to start going back to normal and i hope people really partake in that uh i hope people are enthusiastic about doing that. I'm not liking some of the people that I'm seeing out there and just some things on the news and people who are almost thinking like we need to stay in some sort of perpetual state of shutdown, which is pure craziness. That is going to cause far more harm than anything else. There will be more death from the economic downturn of the last few months than there will be from the COVID crisis, at least from this point forward, without a doubt. End of the day, we're in a good spot. I want people to give me a call, shoot me an email, shoot me a text, look me up on Instagram, look us up on the web. Um, I've got myself, we've got a full team of people ready to help and answer questions and, and just be your, your quintessential source of, of mortgage knowledge and mortgage help. I hope everyone has a safe weekend. The podcast will start coming back to a regular momentum and we'll be doing it once a week and dealing with regular subject matter and not just dealing with the current events of, say, the coronavirus or the corona crisis. But we couldn't obviously not take this time to talk about what has been affecting everybody the most severely. And so we're on the mend. I hope everyone has a good weekend. I know I keep saying the same thing, almost like a broken record, but it is exciting. It's the end of a Friday. I'm tired too. I've I've been working nonstop. I haven't had a day off in I don't know how long, but I don't care. We're busy. We're helping people, and, and that's what it's all about. And it's good for them, and it's good for me, and it's good for my family, and, and, and that's what makes the world go round. So welcome back to coming back to earth because i think that's where we're going to start seeing the next few months have a phenomenal weekend still stay safe take your precautions but be with your families appreciate what you have and uh, let's not miss the opportunities that are coming and that are here right now i'll see you next week